That's so on brand for you. So on brand. Yep, very on brand. Hey everyone, welcome to the That's So On Brand podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Mann. I'm a graphic designer and business coach, and I am endlessly fascinated by other people's passions. It's our passions that make us unique, relatable, and people that others want to work with and get to know. I'm on a mission to get people thinking about their story and how their life experiences have molded them into the entrepreneur, athlete, or professional that they are today. You may not be for everyone, but you are most definitely a person that someone out there needs right now. So join me every Wednesday to hear from aspiring entrepreneurs and small business owners and see just how unique, authentic, and inspiring each person's journey is. So let's get into it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Today, I have Kristen, the other Kristen. The other Kristen. <laughs> with me. <laughs> the, the other spelling, Kristen, with an I-N. Um, Kristen, how are you? I'm good. How you doing? I'm good. It's early where you are, right? <laughs> 8 a.m. Yep. Super <laughs> early. Bad, <laughs> well, thanks for making it work. I know with the time difference, it can always be. A struggle but I'm sure you're you're dealing with that a little bit and I'm sure we'll probably talk about that so mm-hmm. tell everyone what you do so I am running a travel planning business um I've been running a travel blog for years on top of my like nine to five interior design job and I finally kind of got it to a point where people were like coming to me for travel advice so I decided that like maybe I should monetize this um And so when, you know, chaos hit in 2020, I took that kind of downtime of, you know, realizing that there's going to be this like gap in the travel industry to really start building up my um, business and and deciding really what I wanted to do and what I wanted to niche down on. Um, And thus uh, In Motion Adventures was born. Exciting. So I helped you with your logo. I think it was honestly like a year ago, probably. In yeah or January when we December. worked on yep so December and January this is gonna come out later than that but just as we're recording I think that's really funny um yeah so tell tell us a little bit about why you chose in motion adventures as the name and then your thought process behind like the visuals and what was important to you when we were going through that process yeah um in motion kind of comes from my blog name uh, I decided, you know, I don't know, it was like 2017 when I started my blog and it was Kristen in motion just because it kind of like captured this, you know, idea that I was like traveling around and doing things and moving all the time. And, um, and I really liked that in motion aspect. So I wanted to carry that through. So we kind of, you know, I, I had a decent amount of like following with the blog and I really didn't want to like lose that and just start fresh. So by bringing that in motion forward and then calling it adventures instead of like, you know, I don't even know, agency or travel trips. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I kind of like was going for a certain feel to, uh, excuse me, a feel to my brand completely. Um, And I, I think that it was a good decision because a lot of people like, can't like realize that in motion and recognize it in different places, like in motion. Oh, it's you. I'm like, yeah. Um, So it's been, it's been pretty great. Like the the fact that it kind of like seamlessly played right into my into my blog. Um, in terms of the the logo, uh, that was that was my favorite. I'm obsessed with the logo. 
<laughs> you, you did such a good job capturing exactly what I was looking for. Um, it's really playful. And I think that um, there's, there's aspects to it between the, you know, the font combination and then the, the little like illustrations with the mountains and everything. Um, it, it captures a sort of, a sort of energy that you don't see with like a typical travel agent, travel planner, which like they always go for the palm trees or, or the beach waves or the, you know, it's a different kind of energy. And so it's, I think it's attracting a different type of clientele, um, which is, you know, with my, with my business, I really want to like focus on the adventure style travel, which is either road tripping or, you know, multi-destination kind of locations where you're moving around every day, staying in a different place. Um, and in, even as much as, you know, I'm, I'm now living in an RV and meeting people on the road, those people that I'm coming in contact with are, are you know, my future clients, I think as well, with the helping of the, the planning of it all on the road. Yeah. You're literally your ideal client. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, you bring up a good point. And, and people think that for travel companies, you probably want to attract everyone who's traveling, but that's not true at all. Like, I'm not someone who is into the road tripping aspect, I get very stressed, I'm a homebody, I like to have a home base. I the thought of waking up somewhere new every day stresses me out. And that's (laughs) fine. Like, it's not for me. But Mm -hmm. I'm a totally different ideal client. I would want to look for someone who, you know, does something else. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think there's a lot uh, that goes into to traveling and to the industry. So I think it was really smart of you to focus on that and make sure that it came through with the logo. Because like you said, I, I think travel and I think palm trees, I think like beaches and mm-hmm. that might be part of the trip that you plan for someone, but sure. it's not it's not the like all of it <laughs> right and that's that's the thing is I'm still in the early stages where I'm basically taking anything that comes my way you know sure. so like I've got a traveler right now who's in the Dominican Republic and her all-inclusive and she's loving her life and it was a simple trip for me to plan and you know I'm able to help with all that stuff so that's you know not knocking it that's for sure we all love those kind of trips too <laughs> yeah absolutely not and um I think it's like when when we talk about talking to your ideal client on things like social media and your voice and the messaging just because your ideal client is X doesn't mean that you won't get clients that want Y or Z. And that doesn't mean you can't work with those people, but at least having that ideal client in mind will attract your ideal client. And that, that's mm-hmm. kind of why. So that's, right. a really, that's a really good point you bring up. And I remember during the logo design process, we were going through colors. Yeah. And <laughs> I I tried a yellow and I'm not usually like a yellow fan. I know you were like not a yellow fan, but we ended up with like dark blue, a light blue and a yellow and it really helped it all pop. And we were both like, I love it. Yep. I know. I I definitely, if I had decided or tried to do it myself, I never would have chosen a yellow. I I usually cannot stand yellows. It's just like not my go-to color, but wow, did it like make it. I love the branding colors now. I think that it kept, I mean, like a yellow is such an important part of like life when you travel, it's everywhere. So like, it'd be crazy not to have it in there and and it really stands out. It makes it pop and it's it's fun to use. Yeah. I remember we were playing around with some greens or like some brighter greens and then I remember because we both went to Endicott College and our our color palette for Endicott is 
like a darker navyish blue and a green and we were like this is getting too too endicott for us endicott. <laughs> yeah yeah definitely not it's it, it it actually ended up perfect. I'm so happy with the branding colors. I mean, there were some other good options and I, I went back and forth a lot, but I think that, you know, pulling the trigger on that, that yellow was a fantastic decision. <laughs> Agreed. And I think if people go to like your Instagram page and see things that you design, they'll be like, oh yeah, that looks really nice. So mm-hmm. I loved it. That was a really fun project for me. So thank you for trusting me. <laughs> I'm so happy. Thank you for doing it. It's it, it was honestly like, I know a lot of people say like, oh, the branding isn't always the most important part, right? It like just start. All the, I'm like, no, I needed that because it made me feel official, which was half the battle is that that <laughs> brain aspect of it all. Like I needed that kind of oomph to feel like I'm, I'm doing this. Like I'm an official business here. You guys can trust me. So I'm, I'm really glad that we did that when we did. Yeah. And I don't think you were that like, early on in the process as you think because like you said you had a blog for a while you mm-hmm. pretty much knew your ideal client you knew what you were doing you you've been, you've been doing what you were doing for a while you just were starting to do in a more professional capacity so I think it's those people who are like way in the beginning and they're like I think I need this like you were you were ready so I think it was, it was good for you <laughs> <laughs> that's good to know <laughs> so I I know a little bit about your your background, but tell us a little bit about the events that led to you doing what you do now, especially being on the road, but also taking on, you know, your travel business and all that, because I know you started as an interior designer, which is drastically different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, drastically. I feel like it's, it's been such a long road. Um, I've always loved traveling and we always went on family trips, um, you know, growing up, but it wasn't until a year um, after college where I went to Scotland with a friend and it was the first time that I had planned my own trip and it like lit a fire in me. I realized how much I could do, how many different things I could do. Cause like, I knew, you know, going on a cruise, I knew that like my family trips, um, but the the Scotland trip was the first time that I was able to like road trip around the, the country and like meet different people and do different things and all this stuff. And I like from there, it just kind of like spiraled into my passion for, for travel. Um, you know, I hated my job as an interior designer, <clears throat> typical nine to five, sitting at a cubicle, like all day, long hours, brutal clients. It just never turned into what I thought it would be when I, you know, I'm still paying off my college degree, you know, like it's unfortunate that I had to jump ship, but like, it just, it never turned into what I thought it would be. So I started the blog as almost a creative outlet. Um, You know, I was working on getting more trips in per year and, you know, doing the shorter, you know, long weekend trips or planning around that way I could, um, you know, still get that fix all the time and, and keep me going and the, you know, sludging through the nine to five. Um, and it has really, it just steadily grew into more, um, I kind of established myself as, a, you know, a source of information for people so that I was, you know, thinking about what I could possibly do and it kind of started actually with a travel agency. <clears throat> I had kind of met, um, through, through a friend, a, um, travel agent in the local Pioneer Valley area in Massachusetts who was looking for associates. So, I trained with him and learned all about like the travel agent side of things and like very cruise focused. 
which, you know, wasn't my, my, you know, goal in the end, but it was a great way to learn things. And of course that was literally March, 2020. So, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, so obviously that turned into pretty much nothing for a whole year, but it helped me kind of start to, um, follow through with this whole working in travel. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I still worked my nine to five job, but this became like, I was learning on the outside. I was researching, I was starting to build, I was starting to talk to people about it. Um, and with COVID, it, it's just really, you know, cr- created this void where I felt like people were going to need, um, a different type of travel after, which was oh, why yeah. I decided to pursue the business. You know, there's going to be much more needs for staying in the country, exploring the national parks, going on road trips because you don't feel comfortable flying. Like all of those are things that like a a traditional travel agent wouldn't necessarily help with. So um, that's kind of where I decided to do my own side thing. And, you know, when uh, the opportunity kind of presented itself for us to sell our house and move into an RV and travel, I'd like jumped at it it was it was the dream come true and it was going to be a way that I could um you know create my own you know independence and self-marketing and all the things be able to work on my business and that travel side of things and just completely break free of the whole interior design realm in general like let's just put it behind me and move forward (laughs) yeah it's amazing I I can't imagine how much work goes into making that lifestyle happen and finding the money for it. And I know you're very vocal about all the budgeting that you have to do. And um, Mm -hmm. a lot of people just, they, they are like, I want to do it. I want to do van life. I want to travel, but there, there's a lot of research that goes into it. It's like, I feel like it's like a part-time job just trying to get that up and running. Yeah, for sure. If I really like think back about how much went into the process that got us here, it's probably years of information that I was like accumulating and not really even realizing that I was accumulating it you know because you read about it you see about it and I I spent a lot of time learning about budgeting and trying to you know get debt freedom and all that kind of stuff and um all those things all play a part now in this in this this lifestyle that I've created for myself because like you said it's so important um the budgeting aspect is so important of it because we as Americans have our one vacation a year mentality (laughs) where you go balls to the wall. You just spend frivolously because you only get your one big trip. You know, it's, it's so different than the style of travel that I'm doing now, because you really can't, (laughs) you you have a limited source of, of money. And, and, you know, we did it by savings. A lot of people build their businesses so they can sustain this, this, you know, traveling lifestyle. Um, but it was very important that we actually paid attention <laughs> to, to um, all of that, you know, on the road and, and, you know, did things that were more off the beaten path and not as, you know, expensive or you know, the, the traditional spending all the money on, you know, doing some tour instead, we kind of did it ourselves and stayed in places that were free. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, my mind is just like, racing with so many business ideas for you you should like come up with a course <laughs> with people who want to travel lighter or I don't know do what you're doing I, I don't know I, I'm my mind is like oh my god there's so many possibilities but one thing oh, is- I know. <laughs> it, it's almost like it's paralyzing because there is so many different yeah. ways I could take it here and and who knows who knows how and where and which way <laughs> 
Yeah, the important thing is that you know that the world is your oyster. There's opportunity and it's waiting for you. You don't have to rush into anything. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I know. So what, what is a pet peeve that you have about your industry? And you can take this in any direction you want. Yeah, I kind of wanted to touch on two different aspects of it. I think um, professional-wise, there's it, it's really hard um, to separate myself from the traditional travel agent. Mm-hmm. Um, the internet has made it so easy to book travel. Like anyone with access to the internet can do it. It's there's all these like super easy click and this is the cheapest oh, yeah. thing and all the you know no one needs a travel agent anymore. Um, I think that the travel agent uh, realm exists, but it tends to be maybe the older or the more wealthier clients that would do that. So there's this gap for people who, you know, are younger and, you know, not in a a good financial place where they still want to travel, but don't really want to do the traditional, you know, $4,000, $5,000 trip to the Caribbean, you know? Um, so like, I find it frustrating that people kind of like still put it in a box because, um, there, there's so many more space and room for travel professionals, even in the younger group of people that it's having that person on your side and helping you find things like that aren't just on the Yelp top 10, um, it's really going to make your, your travel go from like, you know, simple to next level. So I think that that's been kind of a hard thing to sell. I know even in my family, everyone is still, you know, booking trips and no one thinks to come to me. And I was like, well, if I had done that, you would have <laughs> maybe done this instead, you know? So right. I think that's a, it's a, one of those things is getting past that whole, like, you don't need me kind of aspect of it. It's, it's, that's a tough one for me, but <clears throat> um, the other side of things is like the travel industry in general, uh, where we have this new wave of Instagram travelers. Oh my God. (laughs) Literally people travel just to find the best photos to put online. I swear to God, like I can't stand every single time. Like I scroll Instagram and it's like people with like beautiful girls and beautiful dresses on top of mountains. Like, I know. I'm like, how did you get there? (laughs) (laughs) It's ridiculous. (laughs) So I, I think that there's there it's and it's it's creating a problem in over tourism. Um, these places that like you know, everyone wanted that shot with that rate and mountain range in the background is now having a line of people down the mountain who want to like get the shot. And it's just ridiculous instead of just like finding those like off the beaten path places that are, you know, not as popular, but like equally right. as just as magical. Right. Yeah. A hundred percent. I would say most of the places on our trip this year that like struck a chord with me were places that were not the most popular spot in the park or in not even in the park at all you know so oh. that's I think that there's those are my my two that I could think of <laughs> yeah it's interesting you bring that second part up because I I've been to Glacier uh, once I've been to Yosemite twice Yosemite is my absolute favorite national park yeah. although I haven't been to very many of them um, but I think about like going on that trip and like getting there and being like okay hey, we have to go to these like hot spots and get these photos and I feel like every time I do that it's never as 
pretty as I want it to be or you know what I mean it's never as good because the expectation is like so built up like it's still beautiful but yeah. I'm just like how did they get that picture and that yeah. angle like did they have a drone like I just think that social media blows everything out of proportion and you forget to just like enjoy it just freaking right. enjoy it don't try and get the best shot like all the best moments of being in Yosemite are not those like hot spots like tourist things it's like mm -hmm. a specific trail I took on like the the path up to um half dome you know what I mean like it's yeah. it's it's the moments and like enjoying them and like Instagram is great for getting people to travel places like we should all be traveling more there's no mm -hmm. doubt about that but when it becomes a problem and people are not respecting the parks and trampling wildlife and you know what I mean it's oh it's a yeah. bummer it's like a double-edged sword for sure and I think people forget how much um these you know Instagram influencers edit their photos yes. where that that creating the expectations versus the reality like almost always it's not going to look like you saw it online because people pop the saturation and pop the detail pop all the and it, you if you go in looking for something and it doesn't hit that bar that you've set for it you're gonna feel disappointed and that's not how I mean the Yosemite I've never been there but like I can only imagine the like grand scale beauty that that park has to like go in there seeing you've seen it already online you know what I mean to go in there and to have that is just taking away from your experience as a traveler so totally yeah <laughs> yeah I was so the first time I went to Yosemite was I think 2016 and I still the the background the lock screen on my phone is El Cap yep <laughs> and I feel like even in 2016 Instagram wasn't as like intense as it is now no. and I didn't I feel like I had that expectation going into it and I remember like it's one, you, there's one way to get into Yosemite because it's a, it's a valley. So you drive in and I just remember it was like the orange glow of sunset going off of it. And I was just like, whoa, oh. <laughs> it was insane. And I, I can't imagine having that moment ruined for me by like expecting something different. Like it's right. just crazy. Or, or people all like, gather in these one spots to get the perfect oh. angle that they saw and it's you know your your experience is ruined by the fact that you're like surrounded by humans <laughs> with tripods totally. so oh, yeah so true <laughs> we've so all experienced true. that so yeah. this is not a question that I was going to ask but because we're just talking about it what is what are some of your favorite places you've traveled I was going to say was your favorite place but it's really hard to choose one I feel like it's, it's impossible we debate like pretty much every day I think that um what what comes to mind first for me on this particular road trip where we went Florida to Washington yep. and down the coast um the two that really stand out to me are the Grand Tetons National Park and Glacier National Park. Yeah. Um, Grand Tetons, I did not have any any expectations whatsoever. I thought we were going to like cruise through there, get our stamp, move on to Yellowstone. We arrived and like the the spiritual level of just amazement and happiness and like all of the things falling into place kept us there for a whole week. Oh we my were going to spend a day or two. And so we cut the Yellowstone portion because we were kind of on a time crunch and we're like, we'll come back to Yellowstone someday. We feel like we need to be here right now. Um, yeah. That that 
that whole park like it's small but there's something so majestic about it that like I we fell in love with it and we like got to slow down and like do a hike every single day and like really get to explore the park not just like drive through and hit the hot spots you know and to this day I would say that that's like gonna probably be one of my like favorite parks because it just was like an emotional level of amazement as well as like obviously it just being beautiful in general but um and then Glacier I had really high expectations going into Glacier um because of seeing other people's trips and and knowing that that was kind of one of those like those parks where the the glaciers are melting you know like that there's only there's a limited time aspect to that park you know in certain ways and um we we were able to have my brother and my cousin fly in for the week to meet us there so Um, yeah which was like just such a blessing um so not only did we get to like experience this park but we shared it with others and the, the the culmination of everything while we were there like it was the, the pretty much the week before the park shut down so there was less people we had beautiful weather every single day was absolutely flawless like I told them like pack for winter like it could be snowing you know and we ended up having like perfect fall fall aspen bright golden aspen trees everywhere oh like everything was just so perfect about that trip and that's where Kyle proposed to me so it's yeah you know about again, that. <laughs> the emotional aspect of that trip and plus the fact that the park is just like stupid pretty yeah. <laughs> forever be a top we went, we went to glacier in may um me and my one of my best friends at the time and we were only able to go there two days because we were doing a spartan race in montana and we had to be in a different part of the state but mm-hmm. um yeah, it was in May and it was off season and we couldn't go, um, going to the sun road. Like I, we couldn't go all the way up and I was kind of bummed, but it was still like incredible. I was like, yeah. Oh my God. this is Yeah. Incredible. That's definitely one you need to make it back to because we, we drove up and over that road. Like, let's see, we were there for five to six days. And I think that we went up and over it like twice a day. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. It, it's it, it was awesome. a different experience every time because depending on where the light was hitting morning or night or middle of the day and uh, it's we sat at we sat at this spot for sunset and we had we're looking down into this valley we were like on this big curve of the road where it's like usually a drop off but it happened to go down into this valley area and there was like four different like newlyweds taking their perfect sunset photos (laughs) there's a deer uh, family that walked through the fields in the back oh of the photos this sunset was coming through behind the the mountains off to the side with the clouds lit up and then you like 180 turned around and the mountains behind us were like bright orange glowing and I was like this is unworldly <laughs> like, oh it, it is it's like like you can't make this shit up <laughs> part oh sorry I don't know if I can you can swear, swear. it's okay <laughs> Yeah, it's it's just absolutely it's so next level. I love that park. Yeah, you're making me want to travel again. I was in Colorado earlier this year, and that was like my first big trip in a while. And yeah. I was just like, I miss traveling. I miss these like grand mountains. Like, oh my god, it just humbles you. It just reminds you that there's so much more to the like to life than just the day to day. Like we get so stuck in the the forward motion and the the to do list and the. Uh, you know, it, it take you need to get out and just like sit and exist sometimes. I think that's a good way to put it. Just exist. That's it. <laughs> that's your to do. 
yeah. <laughs> Goal number one for 2022. <laughs> yes, I, I love that. So I'll switch gears a little bit. Do you have trouble infusing your personal life and like your personal side into your business? Is that something that is hard for you? Are you working on that? What is your, um, your philosophy on that? Um, now? No, <laughs> I'm a walking <laughs> billboard for my business now, but before, yes. absolutely. I so struggled with it um, when I was still working, you know, the nine to five and I was, I was home with family, dealing with stuff and sitting in my parents' dining room and I was just depressed and pretending it, that I was a, out there. I was posting all these beautiful photos and I just felt like such a fraud, <laughs> you know, or I'm like, how can I sit here and act like a professional or a travel expert when I'm not even leaving my house? Um, I, I really like, I really struggled with it. I think the entire 2020 into the early 2021, um, it was like a real mental game to try to like build this brand, but not actually like walk the walk. Um, right. So I think that now it's like lovely because I don't have to think about it anymore because uh, it's just kind of comes natural. But yeah, I definitely struggle with that a lot. I think that um, with this particular, with this particular industry, it just, it didn't have, unless I was like out going for a hike in my back, you know, in my neighborhood or something, then I wasn't, wasn't really doing what I was selling. So it was hard to try to promote that. Yeah, I can imagine that's so different than what I do I can do what I do from anywhere at any time any place like it really doesn't matter but traveling it, it took a huge hit during mm -hmm. COVID um, and even though you struggled on you know the inside and in the back end I think you did an amazing job of going on those day trips and those weekend trips and showing people what they can do like in their backyards you know like because I know you're from Massachusetts and I know a lot of people that follow you are probably from Massachusetts too and at that point we were all feeling the same like cabin fever we're like we gotta do yeah. something as soon Seriously. as like things were starting to look a little bit better and we could go out and do things everyone was like I'm booking the trip I'm I'm doing this I'm going like I I went to like western mass I was like it feels great to just like be two hours away from my house <laughs> um, so I, I totally can understand how that would be so hard for you. Mm -hmm. and, and like you said, that um, that aspect of the, the people just like needing to get out and do something like I think that that was kind of a nice like positive side of that is I, I felt like almost obligated to do it. Um, you know, where I was like, all right, if I'm going to blog about anything, like I have to go do something. So it like forced me to get I mean. I can only, I, I was super depressed all 2020. I'm sure everyone else was feeling the same way where you just kind of like turned into a lump of, you know, over reading the internet and, ugh. and so like it forced me, I had an obligation to get out and do something different every weekend because I needed something to blog about. Um, and I, I think that that was a, a good thing in the end, because if I hadn't, it would have just spiraled worse. So, um, you know, even if it started out as an obligation, I never regretted it. <laughs> yeah, never. Know. Clearly you have a passion for it if it's it's helping your your mental health, right? So uh, yeah. that's, that's a good sign. 100%. <laughs> so on this same topic, what has been a big struggle for you in, in your career or, you know, starting your business? Let's talk about the struggle. Yeah, um, definitely the 
the expertness of it. Um, I have a degree in interior design <laughs> that has no correlation whatsoever with travel. So right. why why should people come to me for help with their trips? You know, it's it's hard. It was a very hard um, mental hurdle to get over for me to actually start putting myself out there. Um, because, you know, as much as my, if I didn't have my blog, it would have been even a worse place, but like, I was just chatting about my travels. It wasn't necessarily that I was like giving actionable tips or advice at the time still. So, um, for me to kind of finally just be like, I'm doing this, I can be your person for this stuff was like the hardest thing I've ever done. (laughs) Like to the point of like almost throwing up sometimes. Oh, yeah. Imposter syndrome is real and yeah. something that we all feel, even if we are well-versed or have the degree or whatever it is to do what we do, there's always, if we're going outside of our comfort zone and trying new things or trying to level up, we're always going to feel that way. So I, mm-hmm. I, I, I relate to that hard right now at this point. I mean, yes. this is going to come out after I, I launched my, my course, but at the time of recording this, I'm building a new course. I'm trying to shift into business coaching. And for a while, I'm like, I don't have like a business degree. Like I know how to run my business. Like, do I really know how to like help other people run their businesses? But I mean, I've been doing this for four and a half years, so I must be doing something right. Yeah. right? So. And if, and if there's anything we learned from your branding bootcamp is you, yes, yes, you can help other people. <laughs> like, yes, you are, you are our person for all things business and branding and everything. So yeah, the answer is absolutely yes, you can do it. <laughs> Thank you. That's so nice. I mean, I think part of it is like businesses, everyone has to run it their own way. So mm-hmm. you really need someone to help point you in the right direction or help you kind of sort through what you're struggling with or what you're trying to, to remedy. And it's it's less about like, you have to do this, you have to do this. I mean, there's a little bit of that. There's like, if you want to have an LLC, then you need to do X, Y, Z. If you want yeah. to, you know, do your taxes properly, you should do this. But yeah, in all that, there's like, there's little, little things that you can, you can change and adjust. So I think when I came to terms with like that, I was like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can do this. You do have expertise, more expertise than you think you do. And people are coming to you with these questions. So people must trust you in some way. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah exactly. And, and sometimes, I mean, the, some of the best, like, parts of having a coach you know is is the fact that they're somehow able to like pull the thread out of your brain and make sense of it you know where you're seeing it from a third party perspective and I'm all jumbled and can't freaking make sense of any of my ideas but like you as a coach are able to come through and like help sort and and help find actionable goals to get to said bigger goals and that that is all something that it's that doesn't need a business degree to to do that like that's that's such a different level of, of a business um, service that is, you know, people don't realize they need it until they have it. And then it's the right. amazing. <laughs> no, that's totally right. I think having that, that third party view is, is so helpful in that other perspective and just someone to be like, does this sound good? Or what do you think of this? You know, yeah. just having that person to, to be like, yeah, I like that. Or maybe try this. It's just, it's just having that community and that those people that can kind of like reflect back to you what, what they're hearing and, and figuring out, figuring it out together. It's always For nice. Sure. 
<laughs> for sure. I loved that so much about the branding group, branding bootcamp group um, was so many times where someone, you know, either you or you know, one of the other women was like so good about that. Like, oh, I had this idea. You should try this. Like all these things are like, oh, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> That's exactly what I was trying to go for. Thank you. That's yeah, it's crazy. Even in my mastermind, there's like five of us, four of us, and we meet like once a month. And I always, I'm usually a person who will like talk first. Like I'll be like, oh, I'll go first. But I've been trying to go last or like close to last because I've noticed that like as other people are talking and they're working through things, I'm like writing things down. I'm like, nice. oh, I can do that. Like I'm just getting like so many more ideas. And by the time that it's my turn to talk, I'm like, oh, I kind of have a little bit of clarity already <laughs> because I'm just sitting here listening to everyone else. It's so beneficial just to like be surrounded by other people. Yeah, I'm part of this other business group um, that meets once a week just to literally say your goals for the next week and then check off last week's goals. And it's so simple and people go one by one. But that for that reason alone, I will keep going every week because listening to other people inspires me to do something because I was like, oh, that's a great idea. I could totally do that with my business or, oh, I hadn't even thought about sending out that Christmas email, like you said, you know, like those things that that there's no reason why you couldn't be doing it with your business, but someone else thought of it. So I'm going to steal it. <laughs> yeah, totally. I, I think people have an obsession with being like completely original, but I'm like, honestly, like, especially in design, like I'm sure you experience this too, but I'm just like, nothing is ever completely original. Yeah. Everything always looks like something else or sounds like something else. What makes yeah. it different is that it's coming from you and it's like within that lens. So yeah, we call I, it inspiration. Yeah, everything is inspiration. That's yeah. exactly it. As long as you're not fully copying, then yeah. everything's good. I should have, can I just tell the story about my, my interior design career fail? Uh, I should have known the second in college, I had a professor come up to me and it was like three days before finals were due. And he came up to my project and he looked over my shoulder and he was like, I think you should scrap this and copy something out of a magazine. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I swear to God that happened to me. And I don't know why I decided to continue forward after that. <laughs> That's brutal. I mean, I think about all the things that I designed in college. Like I'll periodically like look back at it and I'm like, oh, this is terrible. Like, I know. College is so funny. <laughs> it is. It is. If anyone is listening in college right now, don't take it too seriously. <laughs> yeah, I know. You'll learn everything you need to learn after you get out of there. <laughs> Agreed. Totally agree. Um, okay, we're going to shift gears into the fun, weird questions. So if you were a car, what would you be? I have an idea, but I want to know what you're thinking. Yeah, um, uh, I think that I would choose either a Toyota 4Runner or a Jeep. Yep. So those are the a Jeep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I think it's fun for you. I was just listening to Alex's. I'm a little bit behind on, on listening as we, she just, I think you posted Sarah's today and last week was Alex and she was the the buggy, you know, and yeah. BW. And I was, we all said the same thing. Yes, of course. It's like a fun <laughs> game to try to guess. <laughs> um but Why yeah, the Jeep? <laughs> yeah, the so those two vehicles are the ones that came to mind. You know, they're they're adventurous. You can take them off roading. They can easily be converted into like a car camping vehicle. You can put a cool tent on top. You can load them up with so stuff. Cool. Yeah, totally. And they're nice and reliable. 
Um, so th- those ones would be my brand <laughs> or like a camper van. <laughs> I know. I was wondering if you were going to go straight into a camper van, but you stayed, you stayed true to the question. I feel like this was an easier question for you than most people. Some people like one of my friends, her episode hasn't launched yet, but she, she was like, I did my research. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Had so to come funny. up with qualities. <laughs> yeah, it, it's funny. So that, that's a good answer. Solid answer. Probably yeah. the only one I was able to really guess. <laughs> so I think so? that's good. You're very on brand for you. <laughs> yeah, well, then that's, that's, that's what we're going for, right? <laughs> Perfect. So when was the last time someone said, aside from right now, the second, yeah. wow, that's so on brand for you. Like what, <laughs> what was the context of that? Or this is so you, or this reminds me of you. Um, I actually kind of had a hard time thinking of that one. Uh, I, I feel like I, I was, was that something came up earlier this year, um, where there's like kind of this job opportunity for this, um, off-road company looking for their captain of adventure. Um, mm-hmm. they, they were looking for someone to travel around in an RV to all their locations across the country and test out all the cool adventures that they have and then share about it on social media. Okay. And I stumbled on it and I was like, wow, that'd be perfect. But then I like kind of shared it with people and everyone was like, whoa, that would be so you like that. It would be so, you know, on brand for you. And I don't know if they use those words exactly, but um I think that it like it made me feel good that people agreed that that would have been a really cool like fitting opportunity for the 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 persona and the brand that I was building actively um and you know I didn't get the position but still was like good vibes (laughs) created your own version of the position (laughs) yeah I know it was more or less like a paid opportunity to do what we were already going to do so like we didn't lose out (laughs) right yeah I think you bring up a really good point about when people send me things that I think really speak to me and like what I believe in, it's like the best feeling ever. Cause I yeah. feel like people are actually seeing me for how I think I should be seen and how I want to be seen. And I think if you ask like your friends, like this question of what do you, what makes you think of me? It's, it's always a really interesting conversation. Right. Well, I mean, just the amount of like TikToks or reels or that someone will send or YouTube videos, like it's always <laughs> something relating to what I'm trying to build. I'll have people like that where like I have my good friend always does it. She sees something on TikTok. You should do this. You should offer this. Like this would be great for your company. Like that kind of thing is is good. I, that's always like a good like pat on the back. Like, oh, it's yeah. working. <laughs> like I'm doing something right. So yeah. cool. I know. I feel like I think of you obviously with travel things but definitely like national park stuff specifically. Mm-hmm. And then anything that has to do with budgeting, I think of you and then my other two friends who have like flipped houses. It's always yeah. you three. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's like my my alter alter ego, like my persona. My <laughs> I have my second Instagram just for finance stuff because I'm a nerd on top of it all and I love it. <laughs> we all probably should be. It's yeah. important. <laughs> As I'm trying to buy a house next year, I'm like getting more into it. So I feel like oh, yeah. it's important. Start now. <laughs> it is. So mm-hmm. tell me a childhood story that's on brand for you or just like what you were like as a child. Um, I 
all the signs po- pointed to me succeeding in the interior design industry. Like there was no part. Yeah, I I I like really thought about this. Like I redesigned my bedroom a hundred times. I built nothing but houses on Sims. I never played the actual gameplay. I collected cutouts from my mom's magazines of like pretty room interiors. Like all the signs pointed that I was following the right <laughs> path. Um, but like, I think what, what I kind of pulled from that is that creativity aspect was always the common thread for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I, like I said, I loved my family vacations, but I didn't like find that fire for it until I planned my own. Um, and that was, that was my ability to like creativity, creatively, um, create my trip the way that I wanted to, uh, and the, it became like the possibilities were endless. I loved that different, you know, like, I don't, I didn't want to just go on the cruise. I wanted to do the big trip and the road trip style and, you know, doing more off the beaten path or like meeting locals and, and all that kind of aspect of it. And I, I felt like that took a create a, a level of creativity that, you know, just choosing a vacation doesn't have to it. So, <clears throat> you know, I was a kid who was always reading and creating and imagining but now I do that in just a different realm (laughs) for sure and I think a lot of your interior design skills probably played a big role in you like buying your own house and making it better and selling it like I think you're applying a lot of those principles and just like other aspects and just because we're good at something or we think that we should do something doesn't mean that we need to like do it all the time and get paid for it yeah (laughs) <laughs> and and that's the thing is like I don't think that my passion for that is dead anyways like I just think that I couldn't find my place in the corporate side of things yeah. um so I like I have these big dreams someday of really turning my business into um community like not really communities but like lampsite kind of experiences for people and like building you know building something where you have a whole group of people come together and there's you know off-roading opportunities but also yoga but also you're going to be staying in these like cute little tiny homes and like I'm going to design you know what I mean like there's a there's a future where I can still have both (laughs) exactly yeah Yeah. and I think that's the message is everything that we do is temporary and if that Mm -hmm. like doesn't calm you then sorry but for me that's like a very calming thing to know that everything that I am doing is not permanent that I can make a change at any time I have the power to do so I just have to do my research and figure it out like right I think that's the best part of life is we have we have options yeah for sure you can you can change change directions anytime you want no one's gonna hold it against you (laughs) I agree I know the people who like they're like people are gonna judge me I'm like the people who care the most are it's it's you you're you're the only one who really gives a shit at the end of the day and maybe like (laughs) your husband or like someone else who's like directly connected (laughs) to you but at the end of the day like people are gonna get over it no one cares as much as you do right I had a really hard time with um the disappointing my parents Thing. I thought that they were going to be like, we just paid so much for you to go to college at this fancy freaking private school and you're doing what? <laughs> like, but they, they didn't care. They, they have been supportive the whole way through, except for the fact that I like, I'm not in Massachusetts anymore. They don't support that, but <laughs> right. They miss they you. There. <laughs> right. Yeah. Most people will want, if they care, most will want you to just be happy. Right. And yeah. And doing something that's safe. 
for sure. And I have not, I've never in my life had so many people coming to me being like, you look so happy. You just seem so happy. And I'm like, that is everything. I don't even care that we're like barely making a fraction of what we were making financially before. Like uh, the happiness is worth it. (laughs) Yeah, totally. People, I mean, I know I experienced this this past year. I made the most money I've ever had ever. And when I went on my trip to Colorado, it was the first trip I went on my first week, like full week trip off from work Mm -hmm. that I had gone on in probably like two, three years. And I came back and I had a meltdown. Like I did not want to go back to work. Like I was like, something's got to change because what I'm doing is not sustainable. And then I've worked really hard to, to actually like have a better work life balance. And that's always going to be in progress. But I, I think it's so true. Like you can make a ton of money and still be super unhappy and and things still aren't working out for you. And and the goal that you had in mind, you're like, when I have this amount of money, I'm going to be X, Y, and Z. You probably won't be. No, (laughs) it's it's not the money. I mean, money does help. We we live in capitalistic, a capitalist um, economy for sure. You need money. I'm not saying that, but there is not everything. No, it's definitely not. And there's, there's just ways that if you look outside of the box that you can, you can create just a whole different world that is just as successful and happy and wonderful and doesn't involve hitting those specific numbers. You know, it's just, it's a freedom really, really what it is. For sure. And, and the goal is really to find something you like doing and really enjoy and it's sustainable for you. And then eventually you'll, it'll become profitable. It really will. (laughs) I really do believe that if you're passionate about it, it'll, it'll reach that point at some point. It might not be overnight, but you'll, (laughs) so last my last full question before we end what is one of the funniest stories or one of the funniest things that you've ever witnessed and if you can't think of a moment what are what's generally your your sense of humor like (laughs) I know like how can you choose just one thing like so many of my stories that I like thought of were like alcohol induced and you're like what's what's appropriate for me yeah exactly maybe they were inside jokes that wouldn't be funny to share but I actually we had we have postponed two and, and I had a moment in, within those two weeks uh, that I was like, this is a good one to share the story. Because I'm like, I'm a big fan of practical jokes, like good, like simple humor. Um, and we we had this, uh, they call it a pot party, but it's not what it sounds like. It's a planted pot gathering at my parents house where everyone brought over a beautiful like plant arrangement and like decorated the place. And it was wonderful. Um, and the, the joke of it all is that my family is super competitive. So even though this had nothing to do with being a competition, naturally everyone's fighting over whose was the best, like every single person in the family um, to this day, to literally a, a week ago, we were talking about it. So um, we do a secret Santa for uh, every year for everyone in the family. And, and especially since a lot of us are all over the country now, um, the, they, they kind of do it on Elfster so you get it online and you know who you and you have to send uh, send the gifts through the, through the mail to them so Kyle, my fiance and I both got um, the two brothers my mom's two brothers and them two are like your classic like competitive brothers um, and they were the ones who fought the most over who's won <laughs> and so what we did was because we both like were sitting here like how can we how can we use this to our advantage um we decided to get these like little trophies made and they're each one were engraved with 
first place winner. <laughs> so that when basically <laughs> what happened, and it literally happened exactly how I imagined it, one of the uncles opened his gift first and lost his mind because he was, I'm the winner, I knew it, I knew it. <laughs> He's running around, right? And then like four different people go and open their gifts and up. You know, uncle number two opens his and he literally jumped in the air. He's like, see, I knew it. I'm the real winner. <laughs> this whole freaking, it was an uproar and it was exactly what I wanted it to be. He literally <laughs> ran up to the Zoom camera at a show and runs back. And my other uncle sitting there like, no, no, let me see it. It's got to be a fake, you know, <laughs> fake. <laughs> that's too funny we we do like uh in my family we have I don't remember why they call it the Joey award but they call it the Joey award my uncle runs a trophy shop so we made a trophy that has like a toilet on top oh my god give it every year we give it to someone in the family who like did the the like funniest thing and like Uh, my cousin got it once for like driving the car into the um into the garage door like everyone gets it at some point but that's what it reminded me of so great that's family family competition and drama is the best best. yeah we just went into it like knowing we were going to cause violence and it was exactly everything (laughs) i thought it would be more (laughs) it was violence and it was the best choice (laughs) so much that's so awesome i love that thanks All right. Well, we're wrapping up, but before we do, I want to make sure people know where to find you and let you promote anything that you want. And I'll have everything in the the show notes. So you don't have to spell anything or be specific. Yeah. 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 So, so I'm um, probably most active on Instagram. That's uh, Kristen in motion, but Kristen with an I that you yes. do have to kind of spell it right. So <laughs> Kristen in motion is my Instagram, but um, I also have inmotionadventures.com and my blogs kristinemotion.com which are both you know actively um kept up with and i'm on facebook but i don't really i kind of just copy over what i do on instagram so yeah (laughs) that's your comfort zone um but yeah it's you can you can you can get a hold of me in different ways and i'm always happy to help out with anything that you've got planning i'm literally planning someone's 21st birthday to a casino right now that's nothing like why not right I can I can help (laughs) that's awesome yeah Yeah. so thanks so much for being on and I advise everyone to to follow you because even if you don't need trip planning help the beautiful pictures and all the things that you post make me feel like I'm I'm traveling a little bit through through you so and you're a good person to follow for um people who um you know want to travel and, and do road trips and, and live on the road because you, you post a lot about that too. So yeah. I definitely push people to, to give you a follow because of that. So thanks so much. This is awesome. awesome. Yes. I really want to go on a trip now. <laughs> you know who to talk to if you need any ideas. <laughs> yes. I will probably be in touch with you next year or the following year. I need to buy a house first. That's my goal for <laughs> I know. 2022. one step at a time (laughs) yeah um but yeah thanks so much i appreciate you getting up super early for me and i hope you have a good rest of your day yes you too (laughs) thanks for having me of course all right i'll talk to you soon all right bye-bye bye